Hello, welcome to Postcolonial Space. I'm Masood Raja. And today I would like to talk about a slightly different topic, which is not necessarily educational, but is connected to our profession and might be useful to anyone who is involved in graduate studies or is planning to study humanities at graduate level. And that is about the issue of overproduction of doctoral degrees and the diminishing market demand for them. So there is a classic compression going on in the humanities academic job market. And the compression is affecting the job market at two ends, at the productive end, where we, the professors of literature and literature departments, produce more PhDs, and then the institutions who hire them. So since the last 20, 25 years, most research universities have to produce PhDs, okay? And the reason is pretty simple. Statistically, if you want to rank higher as a research one universities, one of the demographic that is counted by the accrediting agencies and others is the number of PhDs produced by your institution. So hence, most research one or research comprehensive universities put a lot of resources in creating graduate programs and then in enabling the faculty to recruit and then graduate doctoral students. That's the supply side of it. On a personal level, as professionals, professors also relish, right, in this idea of mentoring students, right, mentoring them to become scholars and intellectuals. So that's obviously there's nothing wrong with it. But the problem is we constantly keep producing more and more PhDs because of these imperatives to produce more, right? It's that in purely Foucauldian sense, right? A discourse must, must produce its objects of study. But we never really think about the consequences of it. And since we as professors benefit from this, we usually stay quiet. I mean, of course, there are quite a few works critical of this practice. The AWP has a lot of writings on it. The AAUP has a lot of writings on it and research on it. The other problem on the other end of this divide is the demand for these PhDs. While the institutions of research are producing more and more doctoral students in the humanities, the trend in the humanities is that most universities are now relying increasingly on adjunct labor or on non-tenure track positions with high teaching loads and less salaries, right? And the number of tenured positions offered to higher assistant professors has seriously diminished. So that has created a classic situation ideal for exploitation. There are too many PhDs. They are competing each other for limited tenure track jobs. And hence, their position becomes precarious because in the end, they have to accept a low 
paid job. They have to probably accept visiting positions. They have to accept lecturer positions with less protections and less pay. Now, none of this means that these people are not good scholars or good professors or good teachers. That's not my point here. My point is that in so many ways, if you're not having success getting a tenure track job in the current job market, it's not necessarily your fault. The market itself is stacked against you. And yes, your professors will say, make yourself formidable, go and publish more, but then everyone else is doing that. This imbalance can only be addressed if we address both ends of this productive process. Okay, let's say we reduce the number of PhDs that we produce. That is not the ideal solution for me because it says let's deny some people entry to the graduate programs. If they are qualified, they should be able to get in. I think the solution has to be at the other end where the universities should come together to decide that, look, we are no longer going to rely on cheap labor. We are not going to rely on precarious labor. Let's find a way to hire more full-time tenure-track professors. Let's promote them. If the universities keep running themselves as corporations seeking cheap labor to deliver their product, which is education, while at the same time trying to produce more PhDs, then their own stance here is kind of hypocritical, right? If they do not actively go out and lobby and seek to change the funding mechanism that hires people, then they are actually producing the problem themselves and perpetuating it, right? Now, of course, keep in mind universities are not autonomous institutions, right? They rely on state funding if they are public institutions. And chances are education, higher education is not on a very high priority for the state budgets and especially humanities education. So then, of course, our job as academics is also to convince the politicians and everyone else that we matter, that we are important, and that the quality of education that children of their constituents get at a university will depend on the kind of faculty that the university can hire. And beyond that, how happy that, that faculty is, how secure do they feel at their job, right? How cared for they are. All of these arguments need to be mobilized to make sure that universities do not rely increasingly on adjunct precarious labor, that they don't keep replacing tenure track positions with non-tenure lecturer positions or adjunct positions. So keeping this in mind, and I don't have the figures, but I can post them in the description. But you can also go to the Chronicle of Higher Education website or AAUP website, and you'll find their research on the topic. What I wanted you to know, if you are getting into a doctoral program in United States of America, is that this is the reality of humanity's job. And since we all train ourselves to take personal responsibility, chances are when you apply for jobs like me and everyone else, you will probably think you are lacking something. 
Well, maybe sometimes, maybe you are, maybe you don't have enough publications, maybe your program is not as highly ranked as the other. But also do remind yourselves that sometimes, rather most of the times, it's not your fault. It's the systemic problem of too many people competing for too few jobs. And then those who get it, they internalize this idea that they are special. And those who don't get these jobs, they keep blaming themselves for not being up to the mark, for not being good enough. The point is to find a medium where you realize that you need to improve yourself, but also realize that you are in a job market where things are stacked against you numerically, financially, and systemically, right? And getting into a PhD program in the United States in humanities, these are the things that you should be aware of, that you should keep in mind, and then, you know, go and enjoy your studies and learn and teach, you know, and become a scholar. But knowing the intricacies of what you're getting into, I think is crucial and it's important. So let this brief conversation be an opening for you. I cannot give you all exhaustive answers, but I can at least hint at what's going on. Right? And then you can go and do your research on Chronicle of Higher Education. You can even ask these questions of your faculty and people who are trying to recruit you for for your programs. You know, ask them what is their placement rate, how many of their graduates have gotten tenure track jobs, right? So that they are also feel responsible to answer these questions to you. So that's it. I know it's not deeply philosophical or enlightening, but I hope some of you can use it to do further research or to make up your mind whether you want to, you know, go into academia to get a PhD in humanities or not. On the whole, I mean, just the learning experience for me was amazing and has actually changed my life, but that's just me. You know, I have my own privileged position in the system. So that's all. Thank you so much. And as always, I will now see you next time. Hope you're taking care of yourself. Hope you're taking care of others. Please continue to do so. And as always, from me to you, peace and love.